Stieber a 16-oson belül, lövés, gól! Gól! Eldölt a mérkőzés! Hello and welcome to a bonus edition of the Hungarian Football Podcast. On today's show we have the chief football writer of the eye, Daniel Storey, to talk about England and the perspective of the English football fans and, and the team going into the game on Thursday night. Welcome to the show, Daniel Storey. Thanks for having me. Cool. So if we look at um, England's position right now coming off the back of the Euros how much enthusiasm really is there for this game like from the management from the fans from the players um, I mean from my perspective it feels like Hungary are probably going into this game in in great confidence and looking like they're going to be like massively up for it whereas for England I imagine it feels like oh man have we really got to play this game yeah, that's probably fair, I think. Uh, they won't say that publicly, obviously, and I'm sure when it comes to kick-off, everyone will be bang up for it. But the timing of the game, like three games into a Premier League season, this international break always feels like a bit of a distraction from club matters. And there will be a, a kind of after the Lord Mayor's show thing, I think, after the after the Euros. Um, but the... With the World Cup 18 months away, I think Southgate will be telling them, well, yeah, but this is your chance to impress me. If I make changes, if I don't play a full-strength team or what people consider to be a full-strength team, then those that come in are are basically playing for the squad places because there's so much depth there that you can't really get away with coasting it anymore. And let's face it, on the group, this looks like you know one of England's toughest games, certainly. And from, I guess you obviously saw Hungary play in the Euros and stuff. Do you think that that style will be quite difficult for England to face? Like, I mean, it almost happened this game in the Euros where Hungary almost played England in the last 16. Do you think this is going to be kind of um, difficult opposition? I think that England will probably go into it. They always want to start quickly, first five, ten minutes. We definitely saw that in the Euros where I think they hit the post in, in three different games. Uh, and tried to start quickly, scored for early against Italy, although obviously didn't win the game, scored early against Ukraine. They will want to start quickly, but I think there's probably an appreciation that Hungary are going to be up for it and look to press hard and high. And I guess looking at those Euros games, there is a sense that Hungary can tire themselves out a little bit, that the squad depth maybe isn't quite there, that if it drops off in the second half, England will then look to control the game uh, whether they have a lead or not. If Hungary score early, then I think that's when England's danger comes because I think Hungary are a side that kind of that national pride and that determination means that, you know, it's a huge cliche, but I'm sure you'd agree with it, that they kind of scrap for everything. So if they do get a lead, they will try and sit on that and repel England. And England can struggle to break teams down, I think, when that happens. But uh, I suspect what they'll do is be pretty happy with a quietish first half after a quick beginning and then look to expose Hungary in the last quarter of the game. Yeah, and how are England, like, squad-wise? Are they basically at full strength? Is there any surprises in the squad that we should be aware of, maybe in the team that's going to start on, on Thursday? My best guess is that Southgate will pretty much stick with the tried and tested for this game. Um 
there will be easier matches in qualifying for England and and, get, and games which are, with no disrespect to the, the opponents, are basically tap-ins for England. And that's when Southgate will change his team up, I think, particularly with the international breaks where we're playing, sometimes playing three games at an international break. Um, but I think for this one, he'll probably go pretty much full strength, which is the side pretty much everyone knows other than maybe central midfield. We don't quite know. You know, whether it's Bellingham's time to step in for Jordan Henderson, whether Calvin Phillips is still part of that midfield or whether it's just Rice and one more or Rice and two more. Um, but I think it will be pretty much tried and tested. The only the only pull out from the squad is, is Dominic Calvert-Lewin. I don't think he'd have started anyway. So I think we're looking at a kind of classic Sterling off Kane and wing backs and, you know, maybe a Jaden Sancho comes in. But again, I think I think he'll probably go with the Euros team, which makes complete sense to be honest that Jack Grealish is the big question mark where he fits him in if he's going to start starting him games now he's he's moved to City but there's so much strength in depth there and, and even options in terms of team shape that um, I don't think he'll mess around with it too much first go and this is a question off Twitter from Shivering Bacon which is I'm always amazed by how good that name is <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what it means though either like I think Tiago once said that like maybe like it's when it's like frying frying in a frying pan like is that shivering? I don't really. It's know. not something to base your whole Twitter personality around, though, is it? <laughs> no, yeah. But yeah, he has got a photo, so yeah. But it's it's not of shivering bacon, so his face. Um. Anyway, um, he put what? Are, where are the weak points in in England's starting lineup? Um, do you think? I mean, I think there's probably. Um, well, there's two things. First is more of a, a kind of style thing, which is that when England get a lead, they can sometimes tend to sit on that lead and hope to grind it out. The exception was the Ukraine game, but Ukraine were pretty weak that night. Um, it doesn't always apply in qualifying, but I think there is a sense that players are, are going to play at kind of half pace because the Premier League season's only just started and they had a long summer. So I think if England go 1-0 up and try and sit on that, then there's a potential for Hungary to kind of try and take control of the game and get back into it. In terms of personnel, I mean, there shouldn't be any excuses about weaknesses, really. Um, there's probably a question about whether John Stones plays next to Harry Maguire because he's not played that many minutes yet this season. Uh, City was kind of given a late start to training and hasn't hasn't played that often in the Premier League. But to be honest, the players come in, there's no excuse. They should they should back themselves to be better than Hungary all over the pitch and on the bench as well. And if they're not, that that's because of either their underperformance or or Hungary playing above their what England see as their potential. I guess if, if Hungary are gonna win the game, then they're gonna have to kind of try and hassle and harry in the midfield and Although that Rice-Phillips partnership worked really well at the Euros, nobody really saw it as a likely partnership before the tournament started and they haven't played that many games together. So maybe there's a sense that England struggle in terms of linking that midfield and attack. So, you know, Phillips and Rice win the ball and then there's a bit of a gap up to the forwards and it's always down to a, a Foden or a Mount or a Grealish to link that. And if they can sit on, let's say Mount starts and they sit on him and stop the supply line through, then... England can sometimes get a bit bogged down, I think. And that's when the the doubts and the kind of groans and fans come about, you know, we've got all these good players. Why is there not a system that's making them, you know, effortlessly attacking uh, and cohesive? And I don't think Southgate completely solved that at the Euros, despite us getting to the final. 
Um, it was kind of exposed a little bit against Italy. It was exposed a little bit in the group stages. So they're the general weaknesses. But I mean, unless England are, are very raw and are com- caught completely off guard, then they will expect to win the game by one or two goals, I think, which sounds really arrogant, but that's the levels and that's the standards that England or Southgate is aiming to set. Yeah, I mean, you talk about like potentially being caught cold there. Like, How much do you think the crowd is going to play a part here? Because if we think back to, obviously, the Euros where England played pretty much every game at home, and then before that it was COVID time, so games were being played behind closed doors. I can't remember the last off the top of my head when the last time England would have faced a, an atmosphere like this, which is going to have no away fans in the stadium um, and it's just going to be vociferous. Like, how much do you think that will have an impact? I know obviously England players are very experienced, but this is a different test in that regard. Yeah, it is. And you know, Hungary make no secrets about that. You know, their fans make sick, no secrets about that. That that twelfth man cliche is. Uh, it's pretty clanging, but it, it seemed to make a difference for Hungary, even at the Euros, never mind with a, a capacity crowd in Hungary. Um, and yeah, they're clearly going to try and unsettle England players. They will be booed every time they get the ball. I hope there's no kind of, you know, hateful or discriminatory undertones to that. But it's probably something that England staff will have kind of spoken to the players about. But yeah, they... They, I'm sure they can get a nerve. The one thing I would say is that England have played in those atmospheres before. They they know too well that when they go to Moldova and to Macedonia and places like that, that um, England are, if not the cup final, then they're certainly the team in the group that they want to beat most. Uh, so they are aware of those situations. And, and they all say the same thing, which is, look, we just kind of block it out. We, we stay in our own little bubble. We play our own game and we back our technique to be good enough that things like that don't make as much of a difference as they potentially can. But certainly if Hungary got off to a good start, we both know that that crowd is going to be absolutely rocking and they won't have faced an atmosphere like that for, for a long while, because as you say, they have played in front of empty crowds or, or non-full capacity crowds for a long time. But this game has been, has been coming for a long time for England. They knew that this, you know, these series of matches of Hungary away and Poland away were ultimately probably going to decide the group. And um, having already beaten Poland at home, they know that if they win in Hungary and win in Poland, that's that's almost a, a chance to kind of run up to the World Cup with a series of lower key matches if, they, if they've got the group sewn up. So these are the two big ones and I think they'll treat it accordingly. And from a Hungarian perspective, obviously we have Dominic Soboslai back, who's a huge, huge welcome back. Like especially after Hungary kind of missed that that eight, that ten in in in, in games with Andras Schaefer playing there. I do you well? How much um, how much is he kind of known in England, uh, Dominic Soboslai, and how much of an impact do you think he'll have in this game? And it, like you, you talked about Rice and um and Phillips maybe being a bit of a weak point do you think like he could maybe exploit that and with his set pieces do you think that's potentially a worry for 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 England because Hungary are always very dangerous from set pieces I I said on our other preview pod that Willie Orban at Leipzig's had the most shots out of anyone for them this season in his centre half like he's really really good in the air and obviously Adam Zala is as well 
Yeah, I mean, that that is a potential, I guess, a potential weakness for England in that we will probably play with, whether we play with two at the back or three, um, the wing-backs are already always pretty diminutive. You know, they're not big lads. Harry Maguire is a big lad, but Manchester United have certainly last season really struggled with defending set pieces. Uh, England have actually been pretty good at it. Um, maybe if he plays a three, we might see a start for someone like Connor Cody, who is, you know, that's his bread and butter uh, kind of clearing ball so you know maybe maybe that's a way of combating it but yeah I mean Shabaslai is is he's not a player that most England felt or plenty of England fans will know about just because there's a um, a kind of understandable with the dominance of the Premier League but there is a, a kind of insularity to English football that everyone knows about that we only really learn about players sometimes when they they come to our clubs and he wasn't at the Euros which means we haven't got that kind of um early eye on him. Uh, I think it helps Hungary, not just because he's back, but also I think at the Euros we saw, not exclusively, but we saw with a kind of target man striker that there was a, a potential or an, an, e an easy way of going direct, which I think England will be really happy with if, if Hungary did that. They'd be more than happy for a kind of, particularly an open play for them to go direct. Shoveslai gives them a, a difference maker in that England won't have seen that much of him apart from club scouting. And yeah, he's tricky. He, he can play in between the lines. That's what England don't like. Someone like Harry Maguire, he has a weakness. The reason that Manchester United sound Rafa Varane is because he's not as comfortable at necessarily coming out successfully. He tends to get caught and gives away fouls and picks up bookings for that. So, yeah, that's going to be absolutely key. Is I mean, he, he's key anyway because he's probably Hungary's best player, but also because he's not something that England would have seen of Hungary during the Euros. And he can... Yeah, he can really be a difference maker. I mean, he's a phenomenal talent. Uh, I, I know he has got his move, but he's a, he's moved to a club, a very sensible club, where there is still a stepping stone on from that. And, you know, neither of you or I would be surprised if he makes that step up in the next couple of years. Yeah, for sure. Um, Pepe Le Chef uh, put a question in. What, what do you expect the starting eleven to be from England? Having said, I, I, I think it will be similar to you as I probably would stick with that. Uh, there is a, a question mark around Kane in that he's not had a huge amount of, of club minutes because of the transfer saga, but I think he will want to start and I think Southgate will start him. Dominic Calvert-Lewin was seen as the, the backup choice at, uh, at the Euros and he's obviously pulled out the squad, which makes Southgate's decision easier. I think he'll probably play Sterling on the left because, again, there was an option for, for Marcus Rashford, but he's had an operation, so he's not playing. So I think it will be Kane, Sterling, and then either Sterling on the right and Grealish on the left or Sterling on the left and Sancho on the right, maybe. Um, and then the rest of the team, depending on the shape, which we still don't know, but we assume he's going to stick with the Euros plan of, of three at the back, then it, it sort of picks itself, really, because because it, this summer was seen as an overachievement despite losing in the final at Wembley. So I, I guess it would be Maguire, maybe not Stones if he hasn't had the minutes, but there are so many centre-backs in that squad that, you know, they're very easy to step in. And then I guess Shaw, left wing back. Right wing back is the position that nobody really ever has a clue about Southgate because he picks so many right backs in the squad. I think Trippier is there as cover on the left rather than right. Um, which means probably either Carl Walker is the right-sided centre-back and Rhys James were on the right or 
Kyle Walker as a right wing back. But yeah, we have so many options. And I think that makes it hard for opposition managers because I'm sure Southgate knows which team he's going to pick, but we don't really, which means I don't think opposition managers can either, which I think helps England. Yeah, and I guess last question really is what do you kind of predict from this game? From my perspective, I'm hoping that England are going to be, yeah, like you said earlier, three games into the Premier League, not really wanting to be here, a bit of a downer after the Euros, but kind of what do you expect that to be? Yeah, similar to you, I think. I mean, it should be said that England haven't played well yet in this group. They they beat Poland 2-1, but they were pretty fortunate to do that. They didn't play particularly well in the last Nations League. So to an extent, that uh, Euros campaign was a little bit of a an outlier, albeit one in which England are moving in the right direction. But yeah, I think it will be a, a slog. I do. I think Hungary will be bang up for it. England will try and start quickly. And if they get a goal, great for them and great for, for me. Um, but if they don't, I think the game will be quite, you know, it will be a battle in midfield for the first half an hour, 40 minutes. I think England will win. 1-0 probably, maybe with a goal in the second half when Hungary tire a little bit and we'll do the same as we always do in, in England, which is kind of bemoan the fact that there wasn't any outstanding attacking performance. But reason that, you know, England thankfully are no longer a country which is typically worried about qualifying for major tournaments, but, you know, progressing through those tournaments and and winning in Hungary will be a giant step towards that. Dan, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Stay safe and uh, keep listening to the podcast. <laughs>